How many times do you have to switch stations to find the music you like? Us too. Which is why we've created Cool.fm. Cool. The new internet radio station bringing you the freshest playlist. The perfect blend of adult hits, modern country, and your favorite classics. We've been doing all this late night talking. I can take the blue out of your brown eyes, baby. Cool.fm is the only station you'll need to get your music fix. And the best part, Cool.fm is accessible on all mobile platforms and smart devices. So you can multitask all day and listen to the music you like best. Cool.fm, the radio station for music lovers. Available online at cool.fm, that's K-E-W-L.fm, and on all mobile and smart devices. Internet radio at its best. Cool.fm. Hi, I'm Rosalyneth. I'm the creator and writer of Division 5, and you can find Division 5 and everything else on my link tree on Twitter or Instagram. And you're watching and listening to Two Geeks Talking. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Two Geeks Talking is an entertainment industry interview show where we interview the creative people from the comic, film, TV, movie, and video game industries. And of course, I'm your host, Kurt Sasso. We are joined by a very talented comic creator. She is, of course, known for Division 5, an amazing series. If you haven't read it yet, you should be. Go to Global Comics for that, and I'll let her describe what it's all about here shortly. But from what I've seen, it is an incredibly fast-paced, beautifully drawn, and I'm loving the character. So we'll, we'll touch on all this, and without further ado, we're joined by the ever-talented Olivia Rosalind. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's at 3 a.m. here in Japan. I got my cup of hot cocoa for the night, so my Darth Vader cup. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yes. Join, join the force of uh, of cocoa. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show this early in the morning. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll stay up for this one. <laughs> for those that don't know anything about yourself as a creative person, tell us who you are and what you're bringing to Two Geeks Talking. I'm Rizalith, and I work on a sci-fi comic called Division 5, too long to read version, is there is a plague called Cosmos Plague, pretty much killing everybody, and a person known as Archixton, who's a scientist, is trying to find a cure for it, and he ends up finding a woman named Winter who is immune to it and becomes obsessed with her. So that is the story I am currently working on, and there is also a Kickstarter campaign if you want to back it and see the webcomic become a physical book. Which we all do. I mean, that's, that's a given, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the most misunderstood aspect about the sci-fi genre and how are you trying to change it with your comic? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. <laughs> so like with Division 5, I think one of the things with it is a lot of people mistake it as something that's fantasy. I see a lot of people try to combine sci-fi and fantasy together or misinterpret the two of them. Fantasy is more like things that are magical sense to it, whereas sci-fi has something that's more hard and explained to tell the, the reader or viewer of how something works. There's something more rational, logical behind it. And so that's a theme in my story I actually have shown to viewers. So like when we go into the comic, Winter is coming from... The sense, who is our main female character, comes to the sense of like everything's magic to her, but it's actually science. 
because she doesn't actually understand it. And it explores, you know, character's wonderment into the wide world that you've created as well, too. I think that's amazing that I don't think many people really showcase for a main character. Usually it's like the, the mentor that is the sidekick that gets to learn about the world. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's something I thought about when going into Division 5, too, was um, I was like, well, I want the viewers to try to learn things through the main characters rather than just like some mentor figure, like, talking to them you know like you like you you know kind of kind of like jedi and padawan you know like teaching if anything if there's any characters that we do have sort of explain things it's arch extent who is our main male character the person who becomes obsessed with winter who is the one who is immune to cosmos plague the kickstarter campaigns usually are or any crowdfunding campaign for that matter not just kickstarter it's like a second job quite literally or third yes what you do (laughs) how are you dealing with the campaign so far and how are your spirits and and how long is it going for uh so i totally underestimated a lot of stuff um this is my first kickstarter campaign ever yeah i've never ran one before in my life i've done like zines and whatnot but i've never done like a crowdfunding project for um anything i've worked on so i wasn't really expecting a lot of backers and as of right now we're currently at 76 backers um i was maybe anticipating like maybe 20 five people are interested but a lot of people said they would really like to see division five as a book and i was like okay let's do it let's crowdfund and see if we can get it going and so far it is over 300 percent funded so yeah i got funded within the first hour actually 40 minutes in we got fully funded i was yeah i was really shocked about that and i was like oh my gosh But um, no, I'm in pretty good spirits about it. It's definitely a lot of work. You have to constantly be on social media, constant promotion, talking to people. You get very socially exhausted from it too. So you have to know how to market and just talk to people. You have to know how to showcase something. From a creative aspect, does creating this comic energize you or does it drain you? Yes. <laughs> I <would> say <laughs> Yes and no. Uh, Yes, it does energize me. I really love working on Division 5. It's my baby. And it does drain me, especially when there's sort of self-imposed deadlines that I put on myself sometimes. Like I have to get a certain amount number of pages done or I need to meet like a certain deadlines. Sometimes it can be exhausting if I'm working on like too many projects at once. But overall, Division 5 pretty much energizes me and I love talking about it all the time. I love working on it and I'm really excited to continue working on it. What are three things that you've accomplished that you're proud of? And what are three things you're looking forward to accomplishing in the future? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's also a really excellent question. I guess one of the three things that I'm proud of accomplishing is just actually working on the comic. I originally started working on Division 5 as just something in my free time. I didn't really think about like publishing it in like a book or like having a big audience for it, anything like that. I sort of started doing it because I loved it. And I'm really glad that I stuck with it and kept going since I started posting it. I guess another thing is just the community around Division 5. I'm really shocked that like so many people were into it and really enjoy the story. So that really energizes me too. You know, just going back to the other question as well, that having a community around it um, and meeting so many other like, you know, sci-fi fans. That's something I always want to do is, you know, make more friends who are into sci-fi and the same things as me as well. Friends, community, and just sticking to my projects. Uh, three things I'm looking forward to is continuing the comic because I have so many things planned that I'm just really excited about. Finishing my novel because I'm making a novelization at Division 5 as well. That'll be done before the comic. Last but not least, actually having the comic as a physical book in my hands later. So it all ties together then. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it's fun to see someone excited about their work and, you know, push through a lot of challenges and, and tribulations when it comes to not only the creative pro process, but promoting and, and the business side of things as well, too. Global Comics has been a, a wonderful platform for many people that have come on the show as well. Why did you decide to go with Global Comics itself as one of your platforms? So funny story. So on Twitter, I started following uh, Chris, who's the CEO of Global Comics, and he sent me a Twitter message. He was talking about how I followed him and he's like, you're one of the only people whose comics I actually, you know, read outside, out, you know, outside of this platform. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I really love your, your comic. I like, she really liked Division 5. And then he followed up with, so I have this comic platform that like I own in Global Comics. You should put your comic on there. I was like, okay. So I did that last year back during uh, May, June, roughly around that time. I did not expect Division 5 to really blow up on global comics. Currently, it's number one sci-fi in the platform. So <laughs> I'm really blown away by that. So what has been the fan reaction to, of course, the comic itself? Because like you said, the community has been very supportive. Any feedback, wild theories maybe about Oh yeah, no, I get tons of theories all the time now. So there's a Division 5 Discord too. We're almost at 150 members. Yeah, so it's it's gotten really big. And we have a, a spoilers and theories channel where people can like put their own like hypothesis of like what they think is going to happen to. I also get comments on the comic too. Like the most recent ones have been like, how do Winter's power work? How does her mutation work? How does she make her ice? Which got mentioned because the last episode that got uploaded, Sent said that he knew how her abilities work. So main female character she has this ice mutation where she can create like ice over body and like ice claws and like she, that's how she takes out her enemies and our scientist arch extent is like okay i think i know how this works but of course there's a to be continued so no one knows yet people have been theorizing that currently and it's really exciting to see what people like come up with anyone actually hit close to the, the actual answer People are very close to it, like really, really, really close to it. Well, they'll just have to keep guessing back until the next yep. episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, people always try to guess what's going to happen. And then usually people are surprised because it's not what they guess. So I, I get, I always keep people on their toes. Well, that's the basis of good storytelling as well, too. You know, you may know the ending, but how do you get to those points? How do you connect with the people reading it without continuously throwing out cliffhangers? Oh, yeah. Like one of the things I really like to do is to leave like little crumbs of information for people and a lot of people might harp on others and be like you shouldn't you shouldn't tell spoilers about your story i'm like no 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 you you can tell spoilers about your story but you need to make it in a format to where people ask more questions than actually get answers that's the way i i sort of like put it together it's like a really big game of clue you know you don't yep. know who done it <laughs> yeah exactly pretty much just toss you know it's like a game of clue for division five crumbs <laughs> now if you could throw that into one of your comics i think that'd be hilarious hey i found this old archaic game called clue <laughs> You can probably saw something like that in there later down the line. What does it mean? What does it mean? Your community is going to be like trying to figure that out. There you go. What was an early experience where you learned that language had power? I guess a little backstory about myself. So I used to not be able to read that well at all. I have a lot of reading comprehension issues and I have uh, dyslexia. I could not read past a fourth grade book until I got to high school. So reading was something that was always hard for me. And I eventually got into text role play online back in like MSN Messenger, like back in the two, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s, you know, when Skype came out and stuff like that, you know, and I used to make like YouTube videos of like Sonic the Hedgehog. And when I started getting into text role play, 
I started to be able to read and I started to get into reading to novels and I started realizing just how powerful storytelling like really is like even in like a comic or word like format just anything really that's when I realized that stories are things that like influence us in our lives and like help inspire us and whatnot so words are absolutely a very powerful thing now everyone usually asks what's the wisest piece of advice or what's the most bullshit piece of advice you've ever received but what's the second wisest piece of advice that you've received that has stuck with you in your creative career the second. All right. Oh, geez. That's a, that's a first one is always tell yourself that your stories are comic. The second one I probably received is don't give a crap about what anyone else says. Just kind of do your own thing. You're going to have people who don't like your story. You're going to have people who might not be into your art, but you can't please everyone. Do what you want and do it for yourself. So then what's the hardest part about your creative process? Is it the beginning, the middle, or the end? In terms of like writing or, or art? Because I do both of them. Let's do both. I'm kind of curious. I'd love your thought process on both. Okay, yeah, because I'm both artists. In terms of writing, I feel like the middle part, for me, it's easy to come up with or write about from a sequence of events, the beginning and then the ending. Uh, any story I work on, I always have my beginning and ending planned out first before I start sandwiching different events there. I always find that coming up with things in the middle for my sequence of events of how things connect is the hardest part when writing, because I'll typically go back and try to change stuff sometimes or like dialogue and whatnot. Art, I don't really find too much difficult with it. I guess just paneling. I think paneling is probably the hardest part. I have a system set up to where every comic page I have, I put the text on the comic page first oh. in Photoshop before I start paneling. Cause that way I know how much space I have for all my lettering. And I've seen way too many comics where you have this really itty bitty bitty tiny like text like on the page <laughs> and you can't read it or it's too big. Always knowing like what, how my lettering looks on the page first before putting it on helps me a lot. So to help decide with paneling cause paneling is probably the hardest part for me. What type of stretch goals do you have? How did you approach adding those onto the campaign. So for the stretch goals, I was mostly thinking about low budget funding because I didn't really expect to get, you know, over 3000 That was like my first campaign. So I wasn't really expecting a lot. And I only hear like 40% of what is it? Kickstarters actually get funded or something like that. Like a lot of them typically, you know, they fail. They don't, they don't really get to the stretch goal. And I was trying to look at like the budget, how much the book would be, what would I need for these things that everyone else can get? And I was like, okay, so I'm using Comic Wellspring. I'm probably going to need about $1,000. And that should cover all the shipping for a minimum of like 25 books that need to be printed and it should cover the physical books as well. And then if anyone has to get merch, the merch is affordable enough to do that. And when I looked at stretch goals, I was like, well, what's something that's easy I can do um, you know, for small things, you know, with Comic Wellspring. And I was like, okay, well, let's do a, every $500 we get, we have a stretch goal. That's something that can be easy to achieve and also help motivate people try to like go towards it because it's like, well, every $500, we're getting something new here. So definitely already went through all my stretch goals immediately because I didn't expect, you know, such really awesome feedback from people. So do you have anything in particular that you're about to release? So working on a new stretch goal right now. So we are currently currently at 3620 So I'm going to have another stretch goal for $4,000. The stretch goal for that, I haven't made a graphic for it yet. I've just been so busy, but you know, there's so much going on too. It was going to be a fantasy AU illustration of the two main characters. Yeah, that was something that I got voted for and a lot of people really wanted that. So I was like, all right, I can do it. We just got to get to four, you know, 4K and we'll do it, guys. Well, and that's going to be a physical print too for people. So it won't just be a higher res image that backers will get. PDF tier and above can get it, but it'll also be for physical backers too, so as, a, as a print in their package. 
Nice. I love that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you, you got to be excited that your vision is finally coming to physical life and I can hear it in your voice saying I can see it with your promotion <laughs> on social media as well too. So that's just amazing to see. When you started this journey in creating Division 5, was this like kind of a pipe dream? Was this something that you didn't think would be possible? Did not think it was possible. I started coming up with Division 5 roughly 2015-ish, 2016 around there, back in college. Division 5 was originally going to be a game, actually. I have a bachelor's degree in game design. We were working on our narrative design projects. I was working on Division 5 at the time because that was my idea for it. And I was like, I'm going to make a third person over the shoulder, you know, shooter game. It's going to be like an action RPG sort of thing. As I delve further into game dev, I realized that I just really like illustrating and writing. And I was like, well, comics fit this way better than, you know, what I was working towards. This is something that would be more feasible and easier for me to do with my skill sets rather than trying to figure out how I'm going to get a team, how I'm going to program this, how I'm going to build this, what 3D models do I need? And I was like, okay, comic it is. I started making the first chapter or prologue and then I uploaded it on December 15th, 2019. And then I kind of just uploaded it whenever I did a page and it was something that I did in like my free time. And then eventually after a while, I really started to get into the comic community. I didn't really know about it that well. It was just kind of your amateur person who was just making it for fun. And I saw a lot of people who were having success with theirs. And I was like, I feel like Division 5 needs more justice. So I went back and I redrew like, like 190 or 170 something pages. Yeah, I, I redid a lot of them and resized them. And then I relaunched my comic on January 22nd, 2022. And it's been going up from there. I even went on a hiatus just to work on pages and get ready for Kickstarter. And it's still growing. So I'm really excited about it. But yeah, no, I never expected to really get popular, really have a community around it. So it's nice. I can geek out all day about Division 5 with people and show all my art off and whatnot. Oh, I'm glad you stopped by. I mean, this has been a, a wonderful conversation so far. So who are some of the comics that you maybe looked at or looked up to in terms of realizing that this might be possible for your career. One person whose comic I enjoy is, it's called Darby. Mm -hmm. His name's Shara Jackson and he's the one who kind of gave me that advice of like, always tell yourself that your comic is iconic. That's someone maybe not necessarily looked up to, but had really good advice and knew what they were doing and I really enjoyed their content and they do also like mature content in the sense of like there's like action gore and like fighting scenes and like swearing, like that type of mature content too. So I already had a lot in common with that and they're also into sci-fi so that was someone who probably help push me in a really good direction too. In your opinion, what's the most important quality as a writer and artist in comics today? And how does that translate to your comic? As a writer and artist, you need to know how to do storytelling. And that's not just like actually writing it, like actually being able to depict it. And a lot of successful comics need to have some sort of appealing art. So you need to make sure that your fundamentals are down for art, especially if you're going to be drawing, you know, extremely dynamic scenes or like different perspectives of things. You need to be able to depict from text to visual. As a writer, you need to be able to know like different archetypes, different characters, different tropes that you follow in your genre. One thing I did before was I would study something called TV Tropes uh, or tvtropes.com. That's a really good resource for writers who are trying to write like different types of characters or different themes in their story too. Like one of the themes I have is called Bodyguard Crush, which falls under the trope of called Forbidden Love. Things like that. It helps you get a better understanding of how your character is going to interact in the world and with 
with other characters. If you were to dive back into game development, as you mentioned here, what engine would you use for Division 5 and what style would you try to make? How would you design your game? Probably Unreal Engine. Probably for that. It, I really want the world to feel like really pretty and like it kind of brings you in. It feel a bit more comfortable with that, uh, especially in terms of like level design for one for Unreal Engine. In terms of style, I did consider probably something a little more realistic. Actually, believe it or not, because that was the original vision I had for it. Like semi-realism, I should say. More semi-realism, not like cel shade, like Genshin Impact as an example. Not like that. Something between semi-realism, roughly around there. Hey, maybe if they get to 20,000 or something like that, you can make a video game. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Put some astronomical goal and see if they'll they'll reach it, you know? <laughs> Maybe for uh, Division 5 Volume 2 Kickstarter, we can do something. I'll support it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I have to support this campaign as well, too, because I, I just, I love what you've done with everything as well. Oh, thank um, you so much. I appreciate a lot. It's been a fun read from what I've gotten to read as well, too. I'm glad it's on Global Comics rather than that other site that shall remain nameless because, you know, <laughs> why support something that doesn't want to support creators? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I really like Global Comics a lot. And Tapas is also pretty good, too. Everyone has one person that inspired them on their path to where they are today. Who was that for you? Uh, <laughs> it's really a lot of people that, uh, come to mind. I don't think it's just like one person, really a lot of friends that I hang out with already inspire me every day. I mean, I know that probably sounds like some anime protagonist, like cliche sort of answer I'm giving here, but like a lot of people that I just talk to or, you know, who I hang out with. My sister, she's not actually my sister, but we're like sisters from different misters to each other. Hari, I get to bounce off ideas with her and she gives ideas to me and she inspires me for that. Really a lot of friends I get to talk to, just other creatives. I don't think it's just one dedicated person towards that. I feel like it's just a community as a whole that inspires me. From a professional standpoint, you are successfully created not only a comic, but also a novel and many other things in the future as well too. I can't wait to see what you decide to create. And of course your campaign is successful as well too in that regard. So professionally you are successful. Do you consider yourself personally successful? Uh, I would say yes. I recently tried to get control of my life in the last year and a half. I lost 107 pounds. Yeah, I've been, I've been struggling with uh, something called dysautonomia that I just got diagnosed with recently. I've been trying to like change my diet, trying to lose weight, trying to get like more fit for myself so I can, you know, live a longer and happier life for myself. Just try to take control of things and try to focus on things that, that matter to me, like family and like working on my art, any like creative outlet that I have to. I would think of myself as someone who is successful in my personal life and just me as a person. The reverse of success is failure. How do you deal with your failures? Um, maybe cry about it for the first five minutes and then uh, <laughs> depending on how bad it is and then I try to pick myself up. It can be tough when you're not successful at something because you think like it's the end of the world, but failures are just lessons for us to learn. You can't get better at things unless you fail or make mistakes. It's honestly true. I can't tell you how many times in art where something just didn't come out and I just failed it and I'm like, okay, and you like step back, learn the lesson here and just get back to it and take my time with it. The younger generation is looking at your work and they're becoming inspired to be creative in their own way, whether it's as a comic writer, a creator, or artist, or whatever they would like to be creative, maybe you've inspired them in some way, shape, or form. How can they inspire the generation that follows them? Be yourself. I know it's also probably cliche, but it's 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 really true. Just being yourself, just being gen being being your most authentic self and, and genuine is probably the reason why I've probably also inspired other people. I've been told I've inspired others, so 
and a lot of it is just like I'm going to be the most authentic version of myself and that's who I am and if it inspires other people if they you know they like what I make and I'm staying true to myself then it's all that matters to me being yourself and making what you want if your life was a comic book movie or video game what would its title be and what would its soundtrack be Ah, <laughs> oh, I gotta really think about that one. Uh, as is current moment, maybe the Seinfeld theme for my soundtrack, because <laughs> I feel like my days go like that sometimes. It's <laughs> uh, gonna burst through the door or something like that, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's always nighttime in Japan when everyone's up. <laughs> That's the title for it. Well, I do hate to say, but that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talking. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, Olivia. Oh, thank you, Curry. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. Before I let you go, where can we find you? How can we support you? Where's the Kickstarter campaign? And of course, I'd love to support you in, in the future. So where are you social media wise as well? So you can find the Kickstarter campaign and links to my comics on my Twitter page and my link tree. I'm on Twitter and Instagram mostly. I'm also on Facebook as well. Pretty much living on Discord all the time. So if you're on Discord, feel free to join the Division 5 official Discord. Uh, everyone's pretty chill there. It's a thriving community, so always welcome people there. You can also share your projects too. But you can find Division 5 LA1 on Kickstarter and link to there should be on Twitter and Instagram and Linktree and all that fun stuff. Well, like I said, that ends this particular episode of Two Geeks Talking. You can, of course, find this interview and a thousand plus others, quite literally, on our website, 2GTmedia.com or 2GeeksTalking.com. That's the word to not the number two. And of course, our YouTube channel is a lot more updated than our website because I'm only one person, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash TGT media. And the podcast is back after 12 or so years, which I'll be bringing back a lot of the old archive, but you may have to go to our Patreon to see those episodes because they're like 15 years old. Gotta tease them somehow. But you can find the current podcast at twogeekstalking.podbean.com or search for Two Geeks Talking on any audio streaming service and as i say <laughs> every week everyone has a story to tell it's up to me to help bring that out thanks for listening and watching on two geeks talk